Hey, hey, stuff, stuff. But before we get started, call Robin Lopez. The dude's trying, man. The dude's trying. Call Robin Lopez, please. You are locked on magic. Your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are indeed locked on magic. Today is September 28th, 2021. My name is Philip Rossmark. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip RR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, it is Media Day. I'll give you my impressions of uh, what we learned about the Orlando Magic on Media Day, what the goals for the season are, what the expectations for the season are, uh, and just the general vibes of the day. We'll also talk a little bit about Jonathan Isaac and what he said is that is kind of the big news of the day. Um, you know, I think, well, I'll give my thoughts on Jonathan Isaac, uh, you know, retract some things that maybe I said in our previous episode of Locked on Magic. Um, uh, and as well, I will chat a little bit more. Uh, we'll chat a little bit about Jonathan Isaac and Marco Fultz and their timelines to return as both uh, commented a little bit about where they're at in their recoveries from their torn ACLs, as well as a new report from The Athletic suggests uh, how long they might be out still. Before we do any of that, though, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering Orlando Magic with Sushi and Detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Bump the lowdown on the Orlando Magic's first preseason opponent. That's on Sunday. The Boston Celtics. Check out our good friends at Locked On Celtics. Want to get ready for the MLB playoffs? Check out our friends at Locked On Rays. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college, too, there's a Locked On podcast for you. Search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Look. The Orlando Magic are not expected to do very much this year. Um, every prediction has them at the bottom of the Eastern Conference, if not just a little bit above, maybe a hair above Detroit, maybe a hair above Cleveland, depending on who you ask. No one is expecting the Magic to do very much of anything. Um, that's okay. That's somewhat by design. And even Jeff Weltman would admit the goals for the season are not about wins and losses. It's not about making the playoffs. It's about growth. It's about development. It's about progress. Um, Weltman said it himself. One of the key goals for the season is to reintegrate Markel Fultz and Jonathan Isaac back into the fold as they come back from their major injuries, um, as well as to, to grow and kind of build the foundation. Um, like I've said, um, one of the goals for this season is to let these young players play, begin building a, a system and a culture, um, and figure out who is worth continuing to develop with this team and who needs to move along. How do you build the kind of team that you're looking to build. This is year one of a rebuild. I know some people want to say, oh, this is year 10. Yes, but this is year one of a new rebuild, of a restart, of a fresh start. And typically when you have a season and a team that isn't expected to do a whole lot, you might get some despondency. You might get some guys who are a little afraid of the future, a little bit afraid of what's coming next. Instead, honestly, 
the general vibes coming from the Orlando Magic, coming from every player, coming from the coach, from Coach Jamal Mosley, coming from Jeff Weltman, really except for the press conference with Jonathan Isaac, which we will talk about in a little bit more detail later. Um, the whole vibe of the team is this is a fresh start. This is a renewal. This is a restart. And they are ready to do the work to make it more than just a fresh start, to make it something really special. So many of the players on the Orlando Magic, so many of the players um, that we talked to on Monday were so eager to get this season started. Um, and, and yes, that there's that vibe around the fan base too, that this is a, a real chance to get this right, to get this rebuild uh, correct uh, and to really build something special. Everyone is feeling it. And it's somewhat refreshing. It's, again, again, it's not that the previous team was not good or that the previous team could not accomplish very much. They, they accomplished a lot. But you always had the sense that there was a limit, um, that, that they had to do things a very particular way, and if they didn't, they would lose. Um, and, and there wasn't much, much hope of expanding beyond. This team feels different. Something is different about the way this team is operating, the way this team is thinking, the way it's playing and moving and, and, and trying to figure themselves out. Jeff Waltman has long talked about bringing in high-character guys, but on Monday, he really crystallized what he means by that. He's looking for players who are going to put in the work, that don't need the prodding to put in the work. And in a season where, yeah, external expectations are low, uh, winning is not the objective measure of success here, or the subjective measure of success here. Um, the, he, the, they need to be able to embrace the work. Embrace the fact that this may not be a one-year thing, that the results that they're looking for. And ultimately, all these guys want to win. And, and Jeff Altman said it too. You have to want to win. The work has to has to create the winning at the end of the day. Knowing full well that the work that they put in this year may not lead to wins this year. But rather wins down the road next year, the year after, toward the end of the season. There's a lot at play here. But Jamal Mosley, I think, really put it best. Um, there's no rah-rah speech to get people to, to, to perform well. There's no rah-rah speech to get people to, to overcome these external expectations and these low expectations that everyone seemingly has for the Orlando Magic. The speech isn't the thing. Instead, what the thing is, is the work itself. Jamal Mosley said it, do the work. At the end of the day, that's all anyone has. That's all the team has to, to lean back on. Do the work. And judging by what we've seen from posts on social media, from the way these guys talk to them, just knowing these players and watching them play, they're ready to do the work. Whether it's Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz working their way back from injury, even though they are delayed a little bit by typical timelines, it seems it's the Magic's caution more than anything else. We see that in the way that the team came together for the trip to the Chuck, as uh, Cole Anthony put it, in Charleston, South Carolina. A group outing organized by Jonathan Isaac uh, to 
help these guys know each other off the court a little bit better, to get some workouts in, to be all in the one place and just chill and kick it, as young people often do. It's knowing that Cole Anthony was in the gym at midnight, the night of media day, um, and that at times the Magic have had to kick him out of the gym or try and tell him, hey, go home, man. Um, it's knowing that it's, you know, knowing that Jalen Suggs went to, you know, work out with Damian Lillard. It's, it's, it's all these little things telling you that this team wants it. And that, you know, again, it it may not happen necessarily with this group. It may not happen this year, but they're willing to do the work. And that's the first step. Gary Harris has been part of rebuilding teams. And, you know, yes, and, and he's been part of a, De- and he was part of a Denver Nuggets team that was on the doorstep of a championship that was competing for a championship when he was traded to a struggling Magic team. Well, Gary Harris is certainly a player who, who needs maybe a little bit of a fresh start, certainly a chance to get healthy and maybe some low pressure to, to do so, to rediscover himself. No one would blame him or Terrence Ross or even a free agent who volunteered to sign with this team in Robin Lopez for being a little skeptical, for being a little jaded, for being uh, a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit grounded, let's say, not not taken in by wild expectations. But even Gary Harris had to say he's excited about what this team can do. He's excited about the talent on this team. And he said, you know, I was part of a rebuild in Denver. Um, you know, I know what it takes to, to take a team from the depths to a championship contender. I've seen it done. He seemed to believe that this is a team that can, maybe not make, take that step necessarily, that has the traits that you need. What you have to understand though, is that every game matters, that every game counts, that every moment matters, and you have to be focused in to do that. The playoffs were not openly discussed, except by two players including Gary Harris, who said the playoffs should be our goal. Cole Anthony echoed the same thing, saying, my my goal for the team is to make the playoffs. If if we accomplish that goal, my individual goals will be accomplished too. Not many people are going to talk about the playoffs. And again, they're still far-fetched. And as I've argued before, the Magic should still think and talk about them and say, why not? Why don't we have the talent to make the playoffs? But everyone is excited to do the work. And that's obviously a great place to start. If you're asking me for my big takeaway from the first day, from media day, from this first day of the Orlando Magic being together, my takeaway is this. There are good vibes in that building. Everyone seems to really enjoy being around each other. Everyone seems to really enjoy working together and playing together at this moment. Jamal Mosley got rave reviews for his work on the court and and the coaching staff for being so hands-on with this group and with this team. Everyone seems eager to get started. It's easy to say when you're 0-0. It's easy to say on this first day. It's the first day of school. Everyone's excited. But... It's not just that. There's really a belief that something special is building here, that something special is growing. And you could feel it 
in the way everyone talked. And that means they're either coached up really, really well by the Magic's PR staff or they really believe it. We'll find out just how bought in everyone is and how much this is this is going to work when the games start. Because at the end of the day, that's where everything is proven in the games. But for now, the Magic have that first step down that's necessary for a successful rebuild. They're willing to put in the work. They're willing to do the work. And that's the foundation for everything. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, what Jonathan Isaac had to say since uh, he is in the news and we spent a lot of time on him the other day. And I do want to make sure that I give uh, him his chance to speak and, and my thoughts on what he had to say. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local auto part chain stores to stock all the parts you need. Swine door, often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning. Is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse just happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com. The warehouse is literally in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. So Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Fox? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Obviously, entering the day, um, Jonathan Isaac was the big story uh, for the Magic. Um, he was quoted and cited in a Rolling Stone article um, speaking about vaccine hesitancy in the NBA and how, it, you know, granted, as CJ McCollum pointed out on Twitter, that more, that almost ninety percent of the NBA is vaccinated, a small percentage. Uh, a very small percentage, a very small group of players, a very vocal group of players, it would seem, at least Kyrie Irving would seem, um, resisting uh, calls to get vaccinated. Um, and again, I I would encourage everyone to get vaccinated. Um, you know, yes, if you have any questions, go check out uh, information at the CDC. Um, go check out information. Go check out information from reliable sources. Make an informed decision for your health. But remember, this is not just a decision for your health. It is a decision for your community's health, for your family's health, for your friend's health. Um, it is about protecting others as much, if not more, than protecting yourself. Um, Jonathan Isaac, though, gave, was had a chance to explain himself, and, and he apologized uh, a little bit for um, a frustrated tweet that he sent out on Sunday where he really criticized the media for, uh, in general, um, he was clearly very upset with how he was represented uh, in the article, and that's that's completely understandable. And, and he led off his comments by saying, you know, how I was represented in that article, I understand why people were angry, why people were upset. Um, he said in plain terms, he is not anti-science, he is not anti-vaccine. Um, you know, he, he believes that, he believes firmly, and this was something that was expressed in the article, although perhaps not as clearly as it should have been. He firmly believes that 
this deciding to take the vaccine is a personal choice, which was a common phrase used throughout the NBA. Um, and that no one should be forced to make this decision. No one should make this decision for them. And, and honestly, I, I think that is in theory, an admirable way to view things. And certainly, uh, I, I certainly, I don't want to sit here and tell Jonathan Isaac to take, to, to, that he must take the vaccine. I, I would like him to get information um, and be empowered with the information to make an informed decision for himself. Um, that is what I want. Um, I, I've had no qualms about taking the vaccine. I, again, I'm cognizant of uh, this country's history involving the medical industry, especially with um, black Americans. Um, you know, although Isaac denied the part of the article that noted that he came to this decision uh, by studying uh, black studying black history in this country, but again, we we have to we have to acknowledge that that is part of the story here as well uh, in the long run. Isaac ultimately said that he is not comfortable with taking the vaccine at this time. Um, that he revealed to the media on Monday that he had COVID, um, and that he was a little bit afra afraid of the. Very small chance, and it is uh, by all by all accounts uh, an extremely small chance of having an adverse reaction to the vaccine because of um, his positive COVID test. And, and honestly, if if that is the issue with him getting the vaccine, I I, I can completely understand that. I can completely um, get and 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 empathize with that notion. I mean, shoot, I am a workaholic. If you can tell, um, I, I see there's one person viewing this live stream now, um, at, you know, I record the, I record these locked on magics very late at night. It is currently three 30 in the morning for me. Um, I, I can understand that notion too. I was my, my own vaccine hesitancy was not that I didn't think the vaccine was safe. I was a little bit afraid of being knocked out for two to three days. I hate being sick. I love doing these podcasts. I love covering the magic. I love writing about the magic every single day. I, 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 I work a lot, um, almost too much, um, being knocked out, not being able to function. That, that scares me a little bit. I, I get that. Um, and, and I don't, I don't think we should, we should dismiss that out of hand. That fear or that concern is real and, and should, you know, as much as we can try to explain it away, it is still something you have to overcome. Um, when I, when I got the vaccine, I had no adverse effects. My arm was sore for a few days. You know, I think I, I think after the first dose, I went to bed earlier than normal. I think I, I don't think I um, did a podcast that night because I was really, really tired um, much earlier than I normally am. Uh, and that was the extent of my symptoms from, from the vaccine. I never, I never tested positive for COVID. Um, so, you know, again, my experience might be a little bit different than, than someone else's. Um, and obviously we each, Every it's it's health it's health. Um, you know, I got into a long argument with someone over the weekend about Jonathan Isaac and his return. Um, people were concerned about concerned like what's going on. He's not back on the floor. It's been four. It's been fourteen. It's been thirteen months now. It'll be fourteen by the time the season begins. Why isn't he back on the floor? Why isn't he playing yet? And my answer has been, you know, I'm not a doctor, but everyone responds differently. Every person has a different response to things, and so you know, one person's experience you can't be taken as a general experience. Um, you can say these are the range of outcomes and the average is here. Um, most people experience this. Some people experience this very, very small people experience this. Um, I could completely understand that. And, and, um, you know, I, I, if, if I crossed any lines or made any, any bad, any poor assumptions, I, I certainly apologize for them. Um, I, I, you know, I, I definitely think I did, uh, you know, again, I, 
I'm someone that gives people the benefit of the doubt. I'm a reporter. I tend to trust reporting. The Rolling Stone is a very reputable magazine. I I don't think that they would publish something necessarily um, without check without checking or without sourcing. But I do understand why Isaac would be upset with the way that he was represented. Um, it was not in a positive light, and certainly, I think lumping him in, especially with some of the crazier things that were said in that article by uh, Kyrie Irving's camp, certainly put him in a bad light. I would say this: if there are members of of the union and members of the team, although. By some reports, Jonathan Isaac may be the only member of the Orlando Magic who is currently unvaccinated. Um, you know, he's he's a union rep. He's got to represent uh, his constituents there as well. Um, if there was concern, or if there are other players on the team who are not who are not willing, not ready to take the vaccine yet, um, certainly I, I can understand Isaac's position as well as a team leader and as as a union rep for the team as well. Um, so certainly, we all again, we're all as as Isaac said in the, in the post too. We're all we're all human. We all make mistakes. We all sometimes jump to conclusions that we shouldn't. Um, and, and certainly, I think a lot of us may have done that in this case. However, however, you know, I think what's really important uh, here is that a Isaac is still open minded about eventually taking the vaccine. Um, ultimately, I do think that is the best way, as far as as far as I understand it, and as I know, the best way to protect um, yourself from COVID nineteen. Not only protect yourself, but to protect your, your family and friends. And that's, what's most important. Um, you know, to me, at least, um, I, I can't tell you, especially in the early days of the pandemic, how scared I was not of me getting COVID, but of me not knowing I had COVID and spreading it to others. That's what, that's honestly what terrified me about the pandemic more than anything, um, was, was being asymptomatic and not knowing that I was spreading it to people in my, in my social circles on um, that, that terrified me. Um, and that's again, one reason why getting the vaccine was uh, again, a no, it was really a no brainer for me. Um, I know other people have had to come to that decision, um, in different ways. Um, again, for me, it was, again, I, I, I know I admitted some hesitancy over the symptoms, but it was never a question of if, but when, um, when, when I would, when I would be willing to, to do that and when I would have, uh, when I would have myself set up ready to, to kind of take whatever hits might have happened. Um, I applaud Jonathan Isaac too for speaking to the media and speaking so frankly and speaking his truth. To be perfectly honest, um, it, 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 he is he is an incredible young man. I know I said this a lot, the last episode too. There's not a bad bone in Jonathan Isaac's body. Um, that that guy wants to do good for this world, uh, wants to do good for his community, and I'm very happy that he is in the Orlando community. But I will say this too: um, I'm not an expert on the science. I still think some of the things that Jonathan Isaac said need to be a little bit more further researched and backed with stronger evidence than perhaps he's getting. Um, I, it, it felt like, and I think Mike Bianchi of the Orlando Sentinel actually did a little bit of this digging is digging already uh, in a column, you know, kind of not necessarily criticizing Jonathan Isaac, but just asking why um, some of the points that Jonathan Isaac made, especially about antibodies, especially about, uh, about, about his uh, immunity, um, because he already had COVID. Well, yes, people who had Q had COVID already do have antibodies and do have uh, some stronger immunity. The vaccine boosts all that. The vaccine makes that a little bit better. Um, and certainly, again, prevents the spread of the disease, makes it harder for the disease to spread. So again, I again I applaud Jonathan Isaac. Um, you know, certainly, I think a lot of us rushed to some conclusions that maybe we shouldn't. Um, I think there's still some work that that JI needs to do to study to study and learn more about what's about uh, what the vaccine does and and how it will affect him. I think his fears 
you know, while legitimate and I don't want to downsize them, uh, I do think uh, his fears seem to be, uh, from what I've read, uh, very small chances, like very, very, very small chances, like one in a thousand or one in 10,000 or whatever it is. I don't want to put number on it, um, but very, very small chances. And, you know, I hope that the NBA, the NBPA, the Magic continue to do their best to provide him with the information to make informed decisions. That's ultimately all they can do. They can't force him to do it at this point. Um, there's no vaccine mandate in the state or um, in the NBA. Um, they they should absolutely, though, continue to provide him with quality information, with reliable information, and provide and empower him to make the best decision for himself and his family. Um, again, I, I applaud him for stepping to the mic uh, among players, you know, honestly, um, among players in the NBA who, um, among players in the NBA who spoke about their vaccination status and, and you know, said that they were unvaccinated, Jonathan Isaac gave the clearest answers, um, gave the clearest, uh, and, 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 you know, didn't really, you know, I honestly, I don't think he equivocated. I think he's, he was perfectly fine with people getting the vaccine. He understood that he's a public person and people want to know the answer to these questions. And he gave whether you believe them or not, whether you accept them or not, you know, again, I I'm, I'm I've got a little bit of skepticism about him myself, but I respect that he, you know, spoke his truth, which he always does. You can always count on him for doing that. Um, and, and laid out his reasoning, you know, fairly clearly for, for everyone to, to consume. And, and again, it's not our job, you know, it's our, you know, perhaps it's our job to point him in the direction to, to, to information that can empower him to make informed decisions, but it's not our job to tell him what to do. I do think he should get vaccinated. I think everyone should get vaccinated. I think it's the best way, um, that we currently have to fight the, fight the pandemic. Um, I think Isaac's statements about why we mask, why they're still masking, why there's still other mitigation efforts, even with the vaccine, even, even though people are still playing basketball, I think those are misguided. I think that that's a, that's coming from, uh, you know, I think there's been a, a, a groundswell in this country, uh, to fight COVID mitigation, fa- mitigation efforts, um, because they're not perfect. Um, perfect should not be the enemy of great here. Um, you know, I, I've told people, you know, I may not be wearing the right mask, but if my mask can reduce the spread of this disease by 25%, I'd rather take 25% than not, than 0% than just going around and just, just, you know, not, not trying. Um, and I think that's really what this is. It's, it's, it's about limiting the exposure. Um, you can't completely eliminate it, obviously, if you're playing basketball, but it's about limiting the exposure. And that's, again, I don't know if that messaging has been perfectly done throughout this entire pandemic, but that is the reasoning behind it. So again, kudos to Jonathan Isaac um, for coming at, for coming out and, and and letting and giving us his side of the story. Um, again, that's that's a really important thing, um, and, and and I do and I do applaud him for that. Um, again, I continue to hope that he continues to seek out um, and receive strong information to make informed decisions. We'll talk about Jonathan Isaac and Marco Fultz's recovery from injury as we get set for the beginning of training camp coming up here in just a moment. But we got to make a hard right turn. And talk a little bit about fantasy basketball. In 2018, the fantasy sports experts had sort of realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won and lost based on whose players had more games scheduled that that week. Um, it made no sense. It required very little strategy. You literally just log in every day, make sure the players that are playing are playing, bunch the players that aren't playing, and do it again every single day. This is just you're you're not making roster decisions essentially. You're just kind of picking who's playing that day. It's 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 not good. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick, and it's only available on Sleeper. 
and game pick owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count toward their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. The days of losing because your opponent more scheduled games to play in that week are over. The days of mindless busy work with no strategy involved are over. This is like playing fantasy football with basketball players. Whether you prefer redraft, keeper, dynasty, game picks has you covered. Sleeper cracked a fantasy basketball code. If you play fantasy football, you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus daily busy work, you're going to love game picks. Download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You will not be disappointed. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is back and better than ever with all eyes on the gridiron with football teams back on the field to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one sport for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100 from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offerable for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Close out today's show with a quick update on the uh, injured players for the Orlando Magic and Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz. Um, the first thing to note is they are both still going through their rehab. Uh, Jeff Weltman uh, said in his media availability during uh, media day that uh, that both are progressing on schedule, believe it or not. Um, again, whether you want to believe that or not, I'll leave that to you, but this is what Weltman said. Um, both are progressing on schedule. They are not having, they have not had any setbacks and they're actually coming back stronger or, or improved in their games. According to Weltman, uh, Marco Fultz echoed this uh, saying that, um, that he feels like the, the absence, the, the rehab period has given him the opportunity to improve areas of his game that he really hadn't worked on, that he wouldn't have had time to work on before. Anyway, um, he's, says he's really improved his core, his upper body, his shooting, um, even a little bit of his conditioning as well. Um, it's just a matter of getting back on the court um, and doing contact and, and, and taking the bumps and bruises. Um, Weltman, of course, uh, Isaac, uh, Isaac echoed the same thing, saying that his recovery has gone well. Um, he's you know feeling stronger. Um, you know, it's just kind of that those last stages of, of the rehab period. Jeff Weltman again said that the Magic will not put any timelines on returns. That is a Magic policy. It is notorious. It's not going to be challenged. Um, you know, they they will both not be available for the beginning of camp uh, uh, at the very, very least. It looks like they will not be available for the beginning of the season either. Uh, Josh Robbins of The Athletic reporting that both Mark Hill Fultz and Jonathan Isaac have already been ruled out for the season opener, opener against the San Antonio Spurs. Um, obviously, Fultz is a little bit further along. He had surgery in January, so it's been nine months, almost 10 months since, since his surgery. We're in the window where you expect players to come back from torn ACLs, but me personally, I'm not expecting him back until Christmas. He's got a pretty big ramp up period where he does some contact before you have to get back in, into games. We don't know where Jonathan Isaac is on that kind of spectrum, um, but you would expect Jonathan Isaac to be back um, if, if you're going by normal time. But like I said earlier, everyone works at their own pace. 
it really seems like, uh, and, and Josh, uh, Josh reported this as well in the athletics. So subscribe to the athletic. If you want the latest from him, um, he said that he reported that the magic want to make sure that when Fultz and Isaac come back, they are back for good, that they are not going to have setbacks, that they're not going to need to take a break, that they're not going to have, that they're not going to have to kind of, you know, hit the gas and then pump the brake, hit the gas and pump the brake. When they come back, they want them back for good. And a big part of the season, as I said earlier, Jeff Weltman said one of the goals of this season is to reintegrate these players into the fold. Um, and so if the Magic are being cautious, it is for this reason. They don't want to have to restart this whole process again or or have to you know kind of go back through a stage of rehab or have a, have a major setback. Um, they want this done right, and they want it done finally. That's it. Um, again, it's... It's hard to say. It's 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 hard to to know where they're at because we're not seeing them out there. We're not seeing them play. We're not seeing where they're at in their recoveries. All we know is that they're both pretty happy with where they are, uh, and 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 that they'll they'll continue to make progress. The only other injury updates that we had is obviously Michael Carter Williams is still out with the foot injury. Um, MCW said that he is doing fine going through re- going through rehab on that uh, after his surgery. Um, there's no timetable for his return. Uh, Chumo Kiki also took a little bit of a knock. He's got a sore hip, um, so he's not going to be full go for the beginning of training camp either. Um, but again, it did not. It's it seemed sounded like the Magic are listing him as day to day, so that he would probably be okay to return. Uh, he'll probably be fine by the time the season rolls around. So we still got a little bit of time. Practice is only just beginning. That that's going to do for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening and watching today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast. On Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himmel, Google, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of my still the podcast, your podcast-enabled listening device. We thank you for making us your first listen of the day if we're your first listen of the day. If not, consider doing that. I don't know. You, you know, this is, as long as we're in the rotation, you know, we don't have to be the ace. Maybe we're the second listen. Um, but we're so happy to be part of your daily podcast routine. Make sure, uh, uh, um, always, we, uh, we really do appreciate that, especially now as we begin a new season. You can, of course, also subscribe to our YouTube channel to search for Locked On Magic. We're now streaming on YouTube. I will be doing live streams as well, not just my 3.30 a.m. recordings. Um, Thursdays, typically at 5, I'll plan on doing a live Spotify green room slash restream. I did see someone actually comment um, while I was recording uh, tonight, so we do allow some, we do have the chance for some interaction. Um, I will definitely be I will try every Thursday to have a a, rest- a a live stream or live kind of mailbag type show. We'll talk plenty. Uh, we'll I'll I'll let you know more about that. But certainly this Thursday uh, at five o'clock we'll go uh, for it. Well, or maybe not this Thursday actually because I may have a guest this Thursday. But um, I, I will I will let uh, I will let people know and certainly keep an eye on the Twitter accounts at Locked On Magic at Philip R underscore MD for more information on that. You can, of course, check out orlandomagicdaily.com for the latest on the Orlando Magic. I will be at the first day of training camp, so we'll have plenty of updates for you there as well. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic. This has been Phil Frost. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.